Hey Climbers, Brent here, and before we get into the show, I want to let you know about a killer event that's coming up. It's the Martha's Vineyard Songwriting Festival, and it's coming up September 12th through the 16th in beautiful Martha's Vineyard. We're going to have a great weekend of music, workshops, and networking. I'm co-headlining the weekend workshops with my pal, Jimmy Yeary. Jimmy wrote, I drive your truck for Lee Bryce. Everything's going to be all right for David Lee Murphy and Kenny Chesney and a bunch of other stuff. Joining us will be hit songwriters Byron Hill, who's written hits for George Strait and a bunch of others, and Jesse Lee, whose hits include Peter Pan for Kelsey Ballerini. We'd love to have you join us in the vineyard. You can get all the details and reserve your spot today at Martha's Vineyard Songwriting Fest. Com. That's Martha's Vineyard Songwriting Fest.com. All right, Johnny, do your thing. Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. What is leverage, you asked? What is leverage? Leverage is a strategic advantage. Leverage is the power to act effectively because you're bringing something to the table more than a possibility, more than potential, more than just your talent. It is proof of reputation that you've already done it. You've already created an audience and people are responding to your songs. People are responding to you as an artist. They're, they're, you're, you're getting attention. That's what they want to see. That's what they want to bank on. And that's what you're going to need to, to take the next step up as a songwriter and indie artist in this business. And that's why we called it The Climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. Brilliant! <laughs> and my genius co-host and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter, is the one that came up with that. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on a regular basis, he's connecting you with the pros and giving you some at-bats. You can reach Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound, and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Yes! What's going on, brother? Man, I'm just I'm just happy to have someone to talk to. We are... <laughs> you got to be kidding me. you got a house full of people to talk to. I know. They talk different to languages, me. even. They like. talk to me. <laughs> you know, Quill completely lost his Mandarin. He's a completely lost it. We're, you can't. I know. Had, it's been just a little over a year. Ren, the older one, he still has it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But so uh, he's just Quill, just English. Just Quill, just completely. We thought he. They were still talking to each other. Some in Mandarin. And these are my two, two of my, uh, my two adopted kids out of my four. And so we thought they still understood it. And like at night, we do Bible study, and and we have a English uh, Chinese. Bible, so I'd read a little section. I had Ren read a little bit because he's literally Quill never learned how to read Chinese. He's too young, right. whatever. Um, and I'd have him read like what as I Chinese. Just read. God bless him. That's yeah. Four thousand characters, Good like grief. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I'd read a little. I'd read a verse, whatever in English. Then I'd have him read it in in Mandarin, which I thought would be cool for him and Quill getting their native tongue, and also just cool reading the Bible in different languages. Yeah. And so we've been doing that a little bit. And Quill would smile and go, "I like that. I like that." I'm like, cool, you know, because I'm thinking he understands it. Right. He had no clue. So, like a week, you know, a little while later, Emily's having, you know, she's talking to Quill about something, and 
He's like, I don't know. And she's like, Ren, tell him, you know, in Chinese, whatever. And he says it, and Quill just stared at the blankest look you've ever seen. He's like, you don't know what he's saying, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, so that whole time, like, he's reading out of the Bible in Chinese, he's like, you, you like, I like that. Like, you just like the sound of it. You have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It, it snuck out the back door. That's so funny, we, dude. We hate it. Yeah, but we're sad though. We wanted them to keep the language, you know, because it's like a superpower. It's like you can talk to each other in code. Mommy, and daddy don't know what you're saying. Yeah, you right. Know? And, and just anyway. So <laughs> since you mentioned that, now we just have one that speaks, you know, Mandarin. But that makes me a little sad. Oh. That cool well, maybe you can teach some like of it to the power to the younger one. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, but you don't know we're, we're still focused on English. We're still trying to get the English, but <laughs> now we're like, don't let Ren lose it. <laughs> you can always get a job if you can talk Chinese, you know? Like, some, that's a skill set. Right. Well, so what are we going to learn about today? You're driving. I'm driving. All right. Well, let's say you've leveraged leveraged your networking, because we are into leverage here. Mm-hmm. You've leveraged your networking and your songwriting skills to finally land a meeting with a music publisher. Congratulations. Now, don't screw it up. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how you can screw up a publisher meeting and hopefully how not to. All right. Well, before we get to that, let's take care of a little business here. If you haven't joined the Climb community yet, please do so. Search for it on Facebook. Ask to be let in. We will let everybody in as long as you have a picture. Like mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a good picture, but yeah. it can't be the silhouette thing because you look like a bot. Just exactly. letting you know. So we know you're not a bot. Be you don't have to be a babe. Yeah. You don't have to be hot. Yep. Just be real. Don't be a bot. Boom. Oh, that just happened. There we go. I'm <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we let you in. There's a lot of great stuff going on in the client community, mm-hmm. man. Like Every time I go to post something, we have another 10 or 20 people to let in, and, and uh, everybody's asking questions and, and mm-hmm. getting in there, and, and you can get connected with co-writers in there. You can yeah. post some of your songs in there and get some feedback on it. Uh, you know, we do, uh, we're posting regular sort of articles and marketing, and it's just a great resource, I yeah. think, if that's what you're trying to do. So uh, make sure you're not a spammy terrorist or you will be roadhoused, mm-hmm. right? Uh, secondly, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Make sure that every time that we send out a new episode, a full episode on Tuesday, along with a mini-sode on Friday, that it goes automatically into your phone and you can get to it whenever you want to, but you don't got to go looking for it. It's all there. It's organized and ready to rock whenever you are. It keeps track of where you've been, where you started, where you stopped. It's mm-hmm. all good. Uh, thirdly is share it. Yeah. And if you like it, if you subscribe to it, even if you're not subscribed to it, Tell somebody about it. Maybe that's they'll subscribe right. to it. If it's working for you, it'll work for them. Makes you look cool, and that's the best compliment you could give us. And lastly, take 30 seconds, leave a five-star rating and a review. That uh, helps people who are thinking about maybe giving us a shot know that we're legit and that's this mm-hmm. not uh, it's you know there's some there's some other quality to it. Just be honest, tell people what you think, right? Yeah, we appreciate that. All right, so uh, how are we gonna not screw this up? This publishing meeting, we got like I don't want to blow it. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, because it's not easy to get a publisher meeting, yeah. Especially if you're out of town or whatever, you're just starting off your career, and, and so you work so hard, you finally get somebody to say, oh, "All right, fine, yeah, come on by, 15 minutes." So let's let's go ahead and dive into that ways to uh, ways to run it. Number one, do not be an ask hole. I said ask a s <laughs> k. Don't be an ask hole. So. Don't focus on your needs and what the publisher can do for you. It's okay to share your goals with the publisher. With that, you know, that clarity will help with the meeting. Like, here are my goals for my writing, right? That's cool. But you don't want to beat them over the head by asking for co-writes with their writers, hookups with a producer or artist, hookups with a PRO, helping you land around at the Bluebird, 
for more of their time than you originally agreed to. Like you said, hey, can I have 15 minutes? And now it's 30 minutes in and they're looking at their watch and their the coffee's done and you're still going, right? Right. This is not about you. You are there. Publishers are looking for songwriters who solve the publisher's problems. Publishers are not in the business of solving problems for you. Right. Right. That's not why they exist. That's not why they're doing the meeting. They may be doing it out of the goodness of their heart to give back, to give young writers a chance, but ultimately they got their own bills to pay. They have their own cuts to get. Right. And their and own so, problems with their job. If you want them to help you, help them. That's what you want to do. You want to you want to be focused on how can I how can I help you? Yeah. Here are my goals. That's great. Be upfront about that. But then also it comes down to, yeah, you want to bring songs that help them. It's not all about gimme, 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 gimme. Right. Hopefully, a publisher is going to love you if you present songs and skills and a personality that's going to help them accomplish their goals. They're going to like you more. Yeah. Right? So first way to run a meeting is just be an asshole. Just you start immediately focus on what you can get from that publisher. And just think about that in terms of like your gig, whatever day job you have right now, however you're paying the bills, right? Mm-hmm. Like it comes with its own set of challenges every single day. Like you, oh, yeah. nobody ever just has 365 days of rolling into work with no speed bumps, no, no unbroken boulevard of green lights, and right, there's not yeah. some outside thing that comes in and screws something up, some fire you got to put out, some mm-hmm. this and that. That happens with them too. Just be aware oh, for of that, sure. you know, yeah. and, and try to and just to, to try to recognize that and think about how annoyed you get when you're trying to put out a fire and somebody's like, "Hey, hey, hey! Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help yeah. me? What can you do for me?" Hey, blah, blah, blah. and you're like, "Man, I got my own stuff. Yeah, I got this going on over here. Yeah. So I just, yeah, we're trying to get on the record here. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So am I. Yeah. Well, bring me something that can help me, and we'll both win. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the first thing, being an asshole. So, number two, don't talk bad about other songs or songwriters. All right, so Nashville is a small town, and there's a decent chance that the publisher knows someone involved with that song or that artist. Heck, the publisher may even publish that song or songwriter. Okay, same goes for any major music center, New York, L.A., Toronto, wherever. These are small industries. And so it's okay to state that certain things aren't your cup of tea. That's cool. Again, with kind of the clarity helps the publisher understand your artistic voice, what, mm-hmm. you know, where you're coming from, what you like to do, what you don't like to do, because they might be thinking about co-writes that work well for you, that kind of stuff. So it helps to know kind of what lane you like to occupy. But dragging a song, a songwriter, or an artist through the mud is not going to be helpful. It doesn't make you look good. It does not make you look good. The, the point is how you get better, not how you wish someone else were better. Right? Yeah. Or how they suck. It's unprofessional. It, you know. It's negative. Publish, yeah, exactly. Publishers already operate in a rough, frustrating, failure-heavy business. If you're already negative, why would they want to spend more time with you? They got enough negativity. They hear no all day long. Yep. They don't need to hear. So, yeah, unprofessional in a couple ways. One, uh, you may be talking about one of their buddies. Yep. Or someone that they have more insight into and respect. Mm-hmm. Just because you don't get it yep. doesn't mean that publisher doesn't respect them as well. And so you may be stepping on toes that you don't even understand. And yeah, so talking not, about stuff that you don't have any clue about. Right. So it's not a good look. And it's not making that publisher go, yeah, they do suck, that person with that number one. We should work together. Yeah. <laughs> you've Said convinced no one me. Ever. <laughs> yeah, you've convinced me of how good you are by bashing, taking, other bashing these other people. You look so much better in comparison. <laughs> Well, I mean, what's that lead to, right? I mean, that doesn't lead to anything. So, uh, and this goes not just for meetings; it goes for being out and running into someone, or yeah. just in general, right? It's I was I was writing with 
an aspiring something the other day and several things came up about you know how you know this person got this opportunity but i didn't and really just why them versus you know kind of what i do and stuff and it's just negative yeah it's like i'm not vibing here i don't want to be around this not coming from a place of gratitude not coming from a place of gratitude it's almost coming from a place of when you ask that question entitlement you're entitled yeah yeah like i deserve this no you didn't no uh, well, then something's missing. Yeah. Not nobody deserves anything. Yeah. The the top writers, man. Like you know, listen to that, Mac Davis interview. Yeah. Wasn't one song he got that he wasn't just grateful for. Yeah. For for the chance that have an opportunity to make it happen and a bunch of morale was Presley hits like yeah goodness gracious you know yeah. I mean? like, that's lit like, yeah but he, he's not like man I should have had six more because I'm Mac Davis and yeah all this stuff happened you know like that's gets you nowhere yeah exactly so we'll wound up about that today as you know yeah I can tell it's uh yeah we talked before uh, so that's the thing it, it, it looks negative it looks unprofessional it's like they well, how much more are they going to hang out with you if that's kind of what you're coming and blasting other people that yeah. who may be their buddies or they may know are really talented and you just don't get it. And what are you going to say about me after you leave this room? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, not, not a good look. So number three, don't disrespect the publisher's time. All right, so you ask for a 15-minute meeting, stick to the 15 minutes. Even if you don't have an agreed-upon meeting length, it's better to make things short and sweet. So after a little bit, man, volunteer to bail. Hey, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. You know, you're reaching for your bag or whatever. Now, if the publisher wants to visit more, they'll certainly tell you so, right? They'll be like, no, no, hang out, man. It's cool. But if they need or want to end the meeting, you've allowed them to do so in a way that makes them feel good and gracefully like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming by. And you're saying that you're you're saying that I respect you. I respect you and your time. I know you're busy, dude. Let me bail out. It's yeah. better to leave them wanting more of you than leave them wanting less of you. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's right. I'd rather have them go, man, I'd like to hang out a little bit more than I'd like to hang out a little bit less. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get that last hour of my life back. Never get that back. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's kind of like a date. Better for it to be a, a great one-hour coffee date than it was great than it tapered off and then it was like eh by the end of it like okay I think George Costanza in the Seinfeld episode where he always walks out on top as soon as he leaves he just leaves like as soon as he gets him laughing everybody cracks (laughs) up and he's gone I'm out of here he's like that guy's the funniest Uh, guy ever don't don't stay too long try to yeah man I mean that that, what a great soft close kind of like or or not soft close the wrong word what a great litmus test for how it's going yeah. When you do something like that, like mm. when I when I first came to town and I did that, I talked about this before, but I did it with um, Kim Treble. Mm. You know, I came in on a referral from another guy, and yeah. I, I set up an appointment with him, and we sat and talked for a little bit, and I was real nervous because I'd never been around a hit songwriter before, yeah. you know, and and I'd never been in Nashville. I'm like, this is really weird, and yeah. I, and even though he couldn't have been more gracious, I mean, yeah, he's just such a but then I was like, hey, man, I, I'm going to get out of here because I, I know you're busy and I really appreciate your time. And he's like, no, hang out, man. Go run some errands. You want to go with me? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, But then... I, yeah, I wasn't leaving because I had something yeah, to do. Yeah, right. I'm to look out <laughs> for you. I was leaving because I figured you did. Thinking about you. What a great... What a, sometimes that can turn into something a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. then that's great. Then it's pressure off. You're in, you're in bonus time. But if he... And some, yeah, he may have legitimately had something he had to do and it would have been like, thanks. Yeah. Yep. I got to run to the bank, but it's proctologist. After yeah. that, and you probably, I don't really need to come be there, right? <laughs> <I need help. laughs> 
So yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, in that case, he didn't have anything. River, did you get the whole fist up there, Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Call me later. Call me. Um, so anyway. But yeah, they may have something they got to do, and it lets them bail out without them having to go. Well, it's time for you to go. Yeah, that's exactly. awkward, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so even like you know, with one on ones, I appreciate it, man. You hit that time, you agreed upon time, and they're like, "Hey, appreciate your time, bailing out. Thanks." Yeah. I'm just like, cool. That, I appreciate it. Sometimes I may go, hey, well, let's finish this thought. I got a little time. Or I may have another appointment coming up, or my wife may be outside the door going dinner time. Yep. You know, so it allows me to go. Appreciate it. Instead of me having to go, all right, all yeah. right, that's and that's the time we uh, gotta go. I got stuff. You know, that's just all. It doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Right. And again, it's not about you. You're there to solve the publisher's problems. You don't want to just give them another problem. Like now, my problem is how do I get this guy out of my office? Yeah. Now I have another problem. Yeah. I'm not working You're on solving the problem. problems I had when he walked in. I'm going back. Now I got another problem. How to get him out of my office? That's right, man. And I mean, think about this. Like, especially if it's a first publisher meeting, when you go away, like however long you spend with them, they're not going to remember what you wore. They're not going to remember what you said. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And, and, and if you make them feel good and like they were respected and that you're a kind person and that you're interested in helping them solve their problems, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to remember. Yeah. That's what's going to subconsciously come up the next time you run into them, mm-hmm. whenever that is. If it's a second meeting, if you, if you see them out of like Whiskey Jam or something mm-hmm. or, you know, like whatever, like you see them socially, some at a restaurant, I mean, like that's what they're going to remember. And that's you, you, you get to absolutely architect mm-hmm. that imprint that you're going to leave on their brain. Yeah. Do it intelligently. Yeah. Yeah. Again, better to leave them wanting more than wanting less. And and hopefully your songs will make them feel something. Hopefully it's, your song is, is strong enough that they'll carry that with them. Yep. That's a high bar because they listen to a whole lot of songs. So at least you can be um, gracious in how you exit. And even if you have like a really strong song, but you're pushing too far and listen to too many, they listen to too many, then you get in your second level stuff and your third level, and then you're like, oh. Yeah. I listened to, you know, he made me listen to like parts of eight songs. The first two were great. Then it went downhill. So that's my last impression is like, yeah, uh, Again, you know, you're like, on oh. average is not great. Better to play like two killer songs and be like, I'm out, like George. Yeah. <laughs> and then go, I want to hear more. I'll get back to you. Yeah. You I know, only brought you go, with me. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple ones are just, you know, but you're fishing. You just want to get, I want you to hear everything I've ever done. Just in case one of them blows your <laughs> skirt up, you know. Uh, again, then you can run the good, imp- or even if you just play two that are really strong, but then you chit chat and then you don't leave and then you don't leave, then it's awkward. And then you, you spoil all the good, warm fuzzies the publisher had about, like, these are really two good songs. Yeah. But then you, you left them with a bad feeling because you wouldn't leave. Now they're like, don't want to invite them in to listen to some more because I might not be able to get them out again. Yeah. Yeah. Is it worth the hassle? Here's another angle on that. So, like with the Lonely Highway Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, they sent up some songs. We brought them up to do some recording. Mm-hmm. And um, Randy and I are talking, and we're like, man, you know, they had, like, one really killer song on there that we loved. A couple yeah. of these other songs were, like, pretty good. And, and they were newer, mm-hmm. right? And they were good. But it wasn't... It, they paled in comparison to that one that was, like, killer, yeah. right? And so we're like, man, you guys got any other songs, you know? And they're like, oh, yeah. Hold on a second. And so they sent us up, like, two other songs. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Like, why the hell did he send us these? Like, <laughs> these are amazing. They were yeah. killer, dude. Like, huh. Barstool Days is one of them, you know? And yeah. it was, like, so good. And we're like, these are great. Like, oh, we didn't, you know, like, it's so good to come off like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you get to find a little Easter egg on the next meeting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or if he asked you for something else, you're like, let me see what I can dig up. And then you send him, like, some, like, the third thing is Hey, honey, killer. leave a little mystery for the second date. There you yeah. go. Right. And then it's like, oh, man, now you're just... You're just solidifying that whole thing, yeah. you know. And and it's you know, because some of that is like it could be the desperation. You know, believe me, there's nothing the publisher can tell you in that 20 minutes of overtime. Just one more thing, just one more song, just one more song. That's going to be worth being annoying and inconsiderate. Yeah, because that's the kind of desperation. Like, oh, okay, you don't love me yet. Well, how about uh, I got my skirt a little bit more. <laughs> you know, it's like no, no, now you're just desperate. That's just yeah, not cool. That's right. Yeah, so that's right. All right, so we got don't be an ask hole. Don't talk bad about other songs and songwriters. Don't disrespect the publisher's time. Number four, don't be arrogant or argumentative. All right, so confidence is good. So overconfidence is even better, right? No. No. So be humble. Take their feedback and advice with a teachable attitude. Even if they get the vibe that you think you already have it all, if, if they get the vibe that you think you already have it all figured out, this is turn off. So even if you think the publisher is foolish not to fall in love with your song, your five-minute ballad or whatever, and see that's an obvious hit, be humble. Just say thank you, because you know what? You cannot argue a publisher into liking your song. Yeah. They want to like your song, right? If you're just coming in, they may not expect to like your song, but they would love to like your song. Yeah. Because, again, that helps them helps solve them, a problem. Helps yeah. them solve a problem. They don't want to hate your song. They're not having you walk in going, whew, hope this sucks. Yeah, they don't get paid to say it sucks and not take any songs. They don't make them any money, so they want. They actually want to like your song, yep. and then if if you're if you're nice, then they really want to like your song because they're liking you. But for one thing, if you're already arrogant, then they kind of probably don't want to like your song. That's so right. That way they get to slap you down. But even if they, you know, it's be thankful for the opportunity. It's a big opportunity. Not everyone gets that opportunity to sit down with a publisher. And and another thing I've noticed with my own coaching, right? So I'm not a publisher, but. You know, if I do a, a meeting or somebody's, you know, with somebody, and I used to do these with with NSAI, 
and there are some people. So it didn't happen so much these days with the songwriting pro community because I don't know, y'all are awesome. But some NSAI members that get, I was one of the pro coaches there. So you get an hour meeting and people would funnel through and, and some people it was, um, would argue with me. Like if I didn't, if I wasn't loving their song, I'd be like, oh, here's what I'm thinking. Here's some areas, you know, so I'm giving specifics, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's not just a, eh, pass. No, I'm here to help you get better. So I'm like, okay, let's look at the second verse and overall here's some things. And, and they're like arguing with me or they're like, you know, rolling their eyes or they're like, you moron, you don't realize my greatness. How much more advice am I, am I going to give them? How much more am I going to try and help them get better? Right. I'm not. Yeah. Why waste my breath? I'm just like, all right, have fun. You already got to figure out nothing I can teach you anyway. You know why? Because I may know more than you, but there is nothing I can teach you. Yeah. You know, because you you're not receptive. Yep. You're not teachable. Why am I going to bang my head against the wall? It's not going to change the wall. It's going to hurt my head. Yeah. So I'm not get, I'm giving you the best that you'll accept. But if you're more teachable, other people are like taking down notes. Like, oh, okay, man, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, what you know, what else? And you can tell they're absorbent. They're receptive. Then I'm like, yeah, add another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and here's some more thoughts. And let's, now it's more let fun me tell you some more. Because to, like, to, to, to interact with them. Because I actually like to help songwriters. So if a songwriter is being receptive and taking in what I'm giving them, trying to help them, yeah, that's exciting for me because I want you to get better. Yeah. And so, and if you're taking what I'm giving, I want to give you more. I want to give you my best. Yep. Because you want it. You value it. I feel valued. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it feeds me. Right. So yeah. I, so I want to feed you, and I want to give you the best to help you get better because I'm liking you. Because you're respecting me, my opinions, that kind of stuff. And so if you're arrogant or argumentative, it just shuts down the, the publisher, whoever is working with you. Because you're, why are we going to waste our time? I, I got other things to do. Yeah, I'm not going to throw my pearls in a before, sandbox with me. Yeah, I'm not going to throw my pearls before swine. Yeah. I mean, you know what I think of? I think of um, Chris Oglesby talking about um, when he go, would go to events like the Climb Conference that we mm-hmm. had. And, and he's like, man, we're not looking for the song. Yeah. So much as we're looking for a songwriter in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So in that yeah. instance, think about that. Like you want them to like you. Yeah. Right. You want them to like you so that if, if he's given you advice on something like that and don't argue with them, take it in. And if he feels like you're coachable, he might be here something in there. He, you're wanting him. If you're focused on slamming that song down his throat. Right. You're coming from the wrong place. Wrong place. If, if he if he's thinking like you're coachable and he's like, man, I'm like, he might be thinking to himself, I might hear something in here. Maybe he's going to start doing that on purpose to find out. <laughs> right. If you're going to be argumentative, you know. But then he's going to want to help you. Right. And say, you know what? Because he, he feels honored. Yeah. Stay in touch. And, and I think if he, he, if he could be a part of the person that mm-hmm. takes you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because if I get you around some other writers, these other people here, you're going to learn something. And I feel yeah. like you could, you could get to the next level. He's going to take pride in that, take ownership in your development. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. but you're all like, it's not this song, you know? Yeah, or next one, next one, yeah. next. One. Uh, it's like, okay, you're not here to learn. Like you're here to get discovered. You're not here to get better. Yeah. And so, if you're, that means, all I can do is, if your songs are good enough to be discovered, great. They probably aren't, so I can't discover you. So I guess we're done here. But if you want to get better, we can have a conversation, and then there may be a future for you. If you've already got it figured out, well, then I guess. Uh, this is where you top out. So I guess we don't need to talk anymore because you're not good enough yet. But if you're coachable, hey, you may turn that corner. The light switch may come on. You may just, or you may just continue that steady climb in your skills. And yeah, let's let's dance. 
you know, over the next few years, whatever, keep track of each other. Uh, so I know that that just shut me down completely. And then they end up, what happens is they don't like your song. They don't love your song, right? Fine, it happens. I have, I've had publishing deals. My publisher didn't love every song I turned in. Yep. By no means. There's some that are just like, yeah, all right, get to the next one. You yeah. know? Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's part of the game, right? It's yep. part of the business. You just, all right, take another swing tomorrow. But if you're arrogant, argumentative, what happens? They end up not liking your song, and they end up not liking you too. Problem. Big problem. And that second part was avoidable. The first one, hey, you came with your best shot. God bless you. Thanks for getting in the arena, taking a swing. But they didn't have to leave not liking you. Yep. That's on you. That your song, you wrote the best control. you could. The being an arrogant jerk, that is on you. Yep. You know, so watch that. And we're talking about, you know, you want people to like you. It's not about having no backbone and just trying to be what they want you to be. Be yourself. But don't be a jerk. Yeah. Maybe if you're a jerk, don't be yourself. Yeah. But, you know, so, but yeah, you want to be likable, but it's not about just bending over backwards and being spaghetti spined and, and trying to be a chameleon to play a part that you think they'll like. Be you. Yeah. But then don't be arrogant and argumentative. <laughs> Even if that is you. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being myself. All right, I'm glad we got that on the table. All right, you ready for the fifth one, fifth and final? Yes, sir. All right, don't be a total fanboy or fangirl. So, uh, yeah, it's cool to compliment the the publisher about their writers and their success because that's, you know, cool that you know what they're about, some of their success. You've done some homework. Oh, that's good, right? Oh, congrats on the new, you know, Brett Elder's single and blah, 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 whatever. You know, that's great shows you kind of know what's up you're doing your homework and it's also great to express appreciation for their time and to let them know you respect them thank you so much for letting me come in today i know you're busy you got a ton of people you could write with i really appreciate your time yeah good because it is <laughs> it is valuable right yeah but don't freak out and overdo it like if you gush too much it's it's unprofessional and if it's you act unprofessionally you'll be viewed as a wide-eyed tourist like oh you just get off the Truck. Yeah, you just got off the tour bus. <laughs> I didn't know they made stops at my office anymore. You know? Thanks. Yeah. Is uh, CMA Fest this week? Yeah. Is time for that? Is, Want me to sign something? Is this What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So they won't take you seriously as a songwriter or as a pro. Uh, so, I mean, don't fake it like you're a big shot. You know, don't try to come in again with the arrogance yeah. kind of thing. So you don't want to. But just try to act like you belong there. Mm -hmm. But you are appreciative. Be humble, but don't humiliate yourself. You know, there's a difference between being humble and humiliating yourself. And and so, like, yeah, you don't need, they don't need you to just go down the list of, you know, the old Chris Farley thing. Remember that time you did that thing? That was awesome. Because, <laughs> you know, what? that's not helping them solve the problem unless their problem is they just need their ego stroke that day. Right. You know, you want to help them solve their problems. That's not getting... That's not a good way for them to get to like you. It's also not positioning yourself very well because don't you want to be seen as a peer? Exactly. You want to act like you belong. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get to the end zone, kid, try to do me a favor, yeah? Act like you've been there before. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a phrase I've heard years ago that's like, one down yet qualified. Like, I'm a little bit, you know, you're one step up. I'm happy to be in your presence. Thank you. But I am qualified. Yeah. So one down yet qualified. It's kind of how you do it. Like, yep. you know, so I'm not the big shot over you. Hey, man, I'm thankful for this opportunity. Yeah. So you're lifting them up, but you are qualified. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the way you want to present yourself. Because, yeah, if you're, you're freaking out fanboy and they're like, I'm not going to put you in a room with like 
a hit writer. Yeah, Ashley you're going to do that to them because yeah. he's not there to learn how great he is. He knows he's great. He turns on the radio. Yeah. And he gets his checks every And he month. gets his checks. <laughs> I don't need you, you know, slobbering over him. Uh, you know, I need someone who's qualified going to go in there like a pro and, and turn in a hit song. Yeah. You know, because then I'm not getting the sense that you're professional. So that's, you know, and hopefully that's not, that's probably not as much a deal as some of these others, but it is a thing. You know, it is, line. and I've, I've I've had that recently. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody kind of doing that, and it's like it's a little weird, you know. Like, yeah, it is. It's a little weird. It's uncomfortable. It doesn't. It's an it's it's a level of even minor minor uncomfortableness that just doesn't have to. Doesn't have to that be there. You can have complete. It's one of the things that you have complete control over. Yeah. So why not stack the deck in your favor? Yeah. You know, and it happens that way with writing. Now I've written with some people that some of the songs that are why I'm here yeah and and I'll throw that out there like you know I got to ride with Kent Blazy and he wrote a bunch of that Gar stuff you know if tomorrow never comes he wrote freaking if tomorrow never comes you know <laughs> I was like so we're riding you know we're going to his place overlooking the pool yeah. you know and um, and I'm like you know thanks for the co-ride this is awesome you know and and by the way I gotta tell you that song is one of the reasons I'm here you know, played that, you know, my buddy Tim sitting on the hay bale camping out in Arkansas. He, he, that's one of the songs he'd play, and we'd dream about getting to Nashville. So this is really cool. I appreciate it. Yeah. Then you go. Then you're like, okay, now I'm putting on my professional hat again, you know, and let's go. And here's my idea for today. Yeah. You stroke the ego. You let them know you know who they are, what they've done, but you're not sitting there all day. Yep. You know, because who doesn't like that? You know? He doesn't like to be like, I appreciate that. It, your, your work means something to me yeah. as a writer. Had yeah. an effect on me. I just got to tell you that's, and thanks for letting me be here today. All right, here's my idea. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, take care of it. Like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on my second project right now, working with Michael Wagner. Yeah. You know, Michael produced Ozzy. He produced. He mixed Queen. He produced Alice Cooper. He produced Skid Row. He produced um, Janet Jackson. He produced. He mixed Master Puppets for Metallica. Ooh. That changed the music industry, you know. Yeah. Um, and my favorite guitar player, Doc, and he's he's uh, produced one of their records, mixed another one. Like that dude, basically on the soundtrack of my youth. Yeah. You know, hundred uh, just surpassed uh, your, hundred of your misspent youth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, allegedly, alleg- allegedly. But yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. just recently, I posted something because he told me he's like, "Hey, Johnny, I, I just passed the hundred million records sold," and I was like, "Dude." Let's take a picture and I put it up on Instagram, yeah. you know, and he's like all smiles. And and I mean, who does that anymore, right? That's that's crazy. But yeah. but I mean, there's been moments where it's a business thing, and he's like, hey, um, and he's a consummate professional, and so yeah. he he's and I'm the guy bringing the project to him, so mm. I'm like the label, yeah, to him, yeah. you know, and he's treating me like the label to him, but only cooler. <laughs> I'm not like a suit. Like yeah. the first one I was a little bit, like uh-huh. so a little bit, know, yeah. but now we're kind of, it's a little different. And, uh, but, and he'll be like, Hey man, you know, I got this issue and I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, dude, like, that's when I'll take the moment. Like you're freaking Michael Weiner. Like <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. I'll hold your cocktail, even though he doesn't drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're like, you're the man, you know? Yeah. And we laugh about it, but it's me. I get that in there and then I'm out. And we're back to doing business. And, yeah. and he knows that I, have massive respect for him, you know. Yeah, it's but, respect is what it comes down to. It's yeah. not fanboy. It, it's respect. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, he's some of those records that he did. So, I mean, he makes the first Motley Crue record like that. You know, this is he's a big part of the reason why I'm in the. Yeah, George Lynch made me want to play guitar. And yeah, <laughs> and, and you probably didn't. And even if you led with that, and you probably didn't, but you didn't stay there. You know, it's like you can 
maybe that's not the best place to lead. You know, the appreciation, respect, yes, but I'm not going to sit here too much in my fandom. Yeah, and, I don't and, want you to see me as a fan and get as a weird. peer, but I'm not going to act like I'm better than you either because you're not. You're right, it's Michael Wagner. You know, so you're happy to be there. So it's it's a game. It's it's a little bit of a dance. I mean, you just be yourself and be be who you are and be respectful. But yeah, don't on, turn on that note, like we you know talk about leverage, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've known, I've been one degree of separation away from Michael Wagner for a, a few years now. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of good friends of mine have worked with him. Uh, a couple of other friends that I've already known know him mm-hmm. and everything like that. I've seen him in clubs at, at uh, different uh, times, and I know that's him. And mm-hmm. I don't go up and introduce myself. Yeah, you know, because I, I wanted to wait until I got the moment where, yeah. and then I got it. I got Jacob Cade, and I yeah. thought, man, he would be Michael would be perfect for him. I got a killer artist. I got a budget, and now I'm going to come with some business. Yeah, that's how I want to meet him. Yeah, that's how I want him to remember me on the first. Right, he's, he's bringing me business. I'm bringing him business, yeah. And then we're going to get to hang out, you know? Yeah. And now, I mean, dude, like just a few days ago, we're in there and, and everybody's kind of winding down for the day and Michael's pulling up some crazy multi-track stuff that he just happens to have that he didn't, like, some of it he didn't even produce. Like, some, some Aussie stuff he did, which is, like, really cool. And yeah. you're, like, a totally different version of a really popular song. You're like, what? Uh, Why didn't yeah. the label take that? And he tells the story. You're like, no. And yeah. then one dude, he pulls up, like, more than a feeling from Boston. Like, yeah. He didn't produce that, but he's got all the multi-track. And he's like, check this out. You know the part where he goes really high? He goes like way up there. He goes, that's Brad Delp, dude. And he plays just the vocal tracks. You're like, no freaking way. He's doing the harmony on top of the high one that nobody can hit. Like, you're like, what? And we're just listening to the different, like the drum groove and just Mm. everybody's just talking about it. And, and you know, like that's, you get in that way, man. And and then then you're making a relationship, you know, and we're friends and, and. So anyway, I just thought like that was because that's a fa- total fanboy mode for me. Like I'm trying oh, to be yeah. cool, but try to yeah, try to be cool, try to be cool, just be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like first time I met Garth, I, I started sweating just a little bit. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, I'm okay. hi, you know, and he's super cool, super nice, and everything. Yeah. But you know, and, and I met him at the publishing company uh, at Major Bob because we both write for you right. know at, at the time I wrote there and and he was outside the Oklahoma plates on this big truck in the parking lot. I was like, ooh, it was right before Thanksgiving. I was like, I think Garth is in town, you know, and they're like, Garth is in the office, you hang out, you know. So I'm hanging out in the kind of kitchenette area or whatever, and then he comes, he comes in, and they're like, Hey, Mike's introduced me. Hey, this is our writer, this is Brent Baxter, Brent this is Garth. He's like, Hey, Garth Brooks, you know. And we're chatting about Arkansas, and he drives through on his way to Oklahoma, and we're just, you know, that kind of stuff. We just have a moment, and uh, you know, and I go outside and dab the sweat off my brow, <laughs> you know. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> Wow, I've been waiting a long time for that one. Ooh, you know, the hay bale has come full circle. You know, it's, so. Uh, but yeah, what a great way to be introduced as a. This is one of our writers, so you automatically, you know, legit. now it's legit. You're it's there, legit, like, hey man, appreciate yep. you know. So anyway, uh, listen, it, it's easy to talk about how not to run a, a publisher meeting. It's a little bit more challenging to get one. Yeah. So. I want to let you all know about something we have coming up. Um, quarterly, I do these play for publisher events. It's uh, basically you send in your song. Um, you can get all the details at giftfrombrent.com. You download the free ebook and it puts you on the insiders list where I let you know about how to where to send the song, how to get your entry, that kind of stuff. But basically, we bring in a publisher and I whittle down all your entries to 10 songs I think are most likely to catch the publisher's ear in a good way, solve their problems. We get on a video conference. Publisher listens to the song, 
you get to interact, talk for like, you know, a few minutes, and then we go on to the next one. But it's a face-to-face at-bat from anywhere in the world. We've had Sam Spears from uh, Scotland. Scotland, yeah. He's, he's come to a couple of them with some strong songs that publishers like, oh, that's cool, you know. And, and he's staying up in the middle of the night to, to join us. And they have people locally. I love that story. And Yeah, it's great. Sam's great. And, you know, other people that are local and the publisher's like, where, where you live? I'm here in town. Come on by the office. Yeah. Got one of those. And now the the writer's starting to, a guy named David, who's starting to develop that relationship. Yeah. And anyway, so our guest on this next one, I just uh, got him confirmed, uh, is John Osier from Olay. Oh, so they have writers like Chris Jansen, uh, just a lot of killer writers, a lot of stuff up in Canada. Olay's, you know, it's a John was a big A&R guy over at Curb, too. Yeah, it was a big A&R guy. And also a hit writer himself, like uh, Whiskey in My Water and Mm. Hard to Love. I think he was a writer on that for Lee Bryce. So he's a legit writer himself, and uh, a lot of hits coming out of Olay. And so he's going to sit down, and we're going to listen to some songs with the writers. So, again, to get all the details on that, check out the blog, songwritingpro.com, or just go to giftfrombrent.com. Get instant access to the free ebook, and that also I will send you information about that. We do this quarterly. So even if you're listening in the future, check it out. We may have another one coming up. Yep. Hey, you kidding me? Like, a chance to get in front of it, and what's cool is like if you're not if you're not one of the songs that are chosen, you still get to watch that video feed yeah, and yeah. just see how everything goes down. Yeah, everybody that uh, purchases a like a ten dollar you know submission entry kind of thing, even if your song isn't chosen, even if you don't send in the song but you just reserve a spot, yeah, everybody gets to watch the video replay. We take we film it, and then for a limited time, everyone that entered a song or got a spot gets to watch it. So you get to be a fly on the wall of this publisher meeting That's hear what so songs awesome. made it yeah. so you can compare to your thing and what the publisher thinks about it and what nuggets they're dropping it's like value bombs all over the place because it's, it's a guy every day that's trying to get cuts and getting cuts and so it's super cool that way but yeah Right on. All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Join the Climb community. If you haven't already, go to Facebook, research Climb community, ask to be let in, Put your, make sure you have your picture. <laughs> we'll yeah. let you in. And, uh, and uh, man, it's a great community. Everybody's interacting with everybody else and, and getting stuff done and, and just becoming better artists, better songwriters, and, and, and uh, better musicians that way, I think. Um, Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Make sure that the full episodes on Tuesday come right into your phone and the mini-sodes on Friday come right in. They're archived. They're, you can just consume it as you wish, as you please. Uh, share it with somebody. That's the best pat mm-hmm. on the back you could give us is to tell yeah. somebody else, hey, man, I like this. Like I'm finding something in this that's cool. You'll like it too, and that'll make you look cool. And we appreciate that. And then finally, take 30 seconds, leave a five-star rating and review. We will share it. We'll, we'll read it over the air. We'll make you famous, and you make us look legit. So uh, this podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 